We've gotten to a point where you have a headache or ongoing anxiety, treating it with a pill and expecting there to be no other work involved is kind of a cop-out. Drop in. Unwind. And recalibrate. As we shift your mentality and your reality. Let's elevate alongside one another as we keep the vibes high and we keep the consciousness ever evolving in this collective of high vibrational frequencies. Welcome Welcome to to the the High Vibe Vibe Collective Collective Podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron and Stephanie. Hey there, and welcome back to the High Vibe Collective Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about why millions of people are already choosing alternatives to traditional medicine and therapy. Yep. Millions. Millions. Yeah. Every day people are realizing that there's something they're looking for that's not actually housed in the modern medicine model or the Western medicine model um, or in traditional talk therapy. There's a lot of things that are human needs and wants that just isn't there to put it simply. Bluntly. Bluntly. So, So what are people actually looking for? Right. So when people are are using, let's say it's medication or uh, a traditional therapist, um, or they're seeking out advice from the Western medical system around an ailment that they have, right? there's nothing wrong with that. However, it's good to understand what's appropriate when and where to look depending on what you're experiencing. And so people are seeking out traditional therapies and medicine in order to obviously have relief in what they're experiencing. However, both in general, medication and talk therapy have a similarity in that they're not treating the root. They're, they're usually just treating the symptom, the thing that you're experiencing. But our bodies are complex systems intertwined with our thoughts and our emotions. Really? And our spiritual path. And so <laughs> when we only address uh, a surface issue, we often end up causing other issues in lieu of that original issue. And uh, oftentimes there's a side effect with Western medicine that other forms of healing don't have. Most forms of healing, actual healing, don't have side effects. Now, when I say actual healing, I'm talking about things that address the root. The root, the root cause. Yeah, because there's a lot that even in today's society, Western medicine doesn't have answers for, right? Uh, Most average people have chronic headaches is like a prime example. Anxiety and depression are through the roof, right? Lots of these things, um, numbers are up. And so then where Western medicine maybe has the gap, this is where a lot of people are, are seeking out alternative, alternative methods. Exactly. And it's one thing to be able to utilize the advances, the advancements of uh, modern medicine or even traditional therapy. Mm-hmm. Using those benefits in a specific intentional way is really what they're for. Mm-hmm. But we've gotten to a point where you have a headache or ongoing anxiety, treating it with a pill and expecting there to be no other work involved is kind of a cop-out. Um, although, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Although there are certain pills that are life-saving in moments uh, yes. and that maybe are necessary alongside other things because of specifics. So this isn't a bash on any of those things, but yeah. it's about really m- making it clear to ourselves that you know we don't need to drink five gallons of water a day to be hydrated but we do need water, right? So we want to put um, Western medicine and perhaps traditional other therapy methods 
into perspective so that we don't consume gallons of them acting like it's the only thing we need to do. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is really um, hone in on what it is that we can do in addition or alternatively. And of course, this is not medical advice or anything like that. It's simply educational so that you can learn how to make decisions and navigate with potentially this new information um, or learn why so many people are choosing alternatives now. Yeah. And these essentially, I call them life hacks, right? Because here we are living in a modern society. Um, technically, we're cavemen and we're living in boxes and our children are getting on buses to go to schools. And then, um, and then, and then even talking about the topic of immunity, you know, that life is very different than, um, what it kind of originally looked like for us as a species. And so then how do we navigate these realms of continued modern, um, expansion, which are really benefiting in a lot of ways, some ways, not so much, and uh, be able to feel better in our bodies because I think at the end of the day, you know, of course we want love, we want success, right? Some of us equate that with money, but at the end of the day, I think we just want to feel good. We want to know what really feeling good feels like and uh, have that in a day-to-day for as long as possible in a safe space. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And when we can address our system as a human, from a full approach, a 360 degree angle approach, instead of just one degree, then we can actually start to affect all parts of our lives at once. And it's very common that people, once they make these shifts that are often emotional, mental, or other physical shifts, that other things fall away, like ailments might fall away, sickness or anxiety might fall away, um, even things that are seemingly externally caused impacting you might fall away as well. Right. So it's not just a wellness journey for our bodies. It's a spiritual journey ultimately. So how can people address the root cause of what they might be seeking traditional medicine or therapy for? How can they address it on their own in a fashion that's potentially less expensive over time or free or free more empowering yeah right and creates a better quality of life faster what are some things that people are doing now what are, what are millions of people gravitating towards i can tell you aaron <laughs> yeah there's there's lots of you know what i would say like some quick tips we can divulge three of them to you today there's tons of these things you guys there's tons of ways we can really navigate the, the inner realms, our inner workings to, to, to know and have the feel better that we're desiring. So, um, I think the easiest place for me to get started with, with this one, me being an emotional body myself is to be able to not just let your emotions out, but to be willing to let your emotions out, right? How many times are we in conversation with one another? And, and oftentimes maybe there's someone in the room that's like telling a story and maybe they're going to say, I'm so sorry, I might cry. Mm. Great. Yes, please. Don't even preface it. Just start crying. Just allow, be willing to allow. This is a place of vulnerability in our, in our, um, psyches and and in our communities and in our families that most of us haven't been shown what that looks like in a healthy way 
right? We know what it feels like and looks like in a traumatic way, perhaps, right? Or in a deeply emotional state, but to actually just allow the processing of emotions, being willing, being willing is the first part, right? So I would say, um, and you've been incredibly great at this, is um, having a safe container to cry in, okay? Um, some of us don't even know what it feels like to cry. Uh, you know those, well, you might not know this, but uh, back in the day, Sarah McLaughlin had a, um, like, In the Arms of an Angel, the song, everyone knows it. And uh, the commercial was, it was animals, right? And they were, like, being cruel, cruelty uh, inflicted on them. And it was asking to donate to save the lives, right? Save the lives of animals. And I remember that was the only time I ever really was crying in, in my life. There was like tons of profound emotional moments and I was so numb to them. I didn't really know what it felt like to be in any emotional state, except that commercial would come on and I would, I couldn't, I couldn't control myself. So, you know, being able to have a safe container, create the safe container for you to cry in, to let this out. Yes. And crying is a physiological function to remove toxins. And so when you go years or even months without crying, you're harboring toxins directly. And so... Into your head, nonetheless. Yeah, they're just there. They want, they're right there. They want to be released. And, and we have trained ourselves somehow to hold them in. And so you know, we think that we're holding in an inappropriate cultural expression, mm. but ultimately... Don't be soft. You're so weak. This is, these are like things we hear, right? It's right. crazy talk. It is, it is. And, and, and apologizing for crying is basically saying to someone, hey, I'm, I'm so sorry that I'm choosing to hold toxins into my body and, make me feel, and it's making me feel worse, um, but I have to let a little bit out now. You know, and, and that's okay to do. And so when we don't cry and we keep that and we don't take the trash out by crying, then ultimately it's probably a good idea to address removing those toxins is simply is crying. It, it, it happens naturally. And so it's a really easy free way to not have to pop a pill or talk to someone in depth about something that you just need to be crying right now. Right. And so if we can get into the somatic experience of what it means to let our emotions flow, energy and motion is how some people define mm -hmm. emotions. If we let it flow and then we go from there, then we can decide what we might need. But to kind of shove things under the rug, act like they don't matter and then treat on top of it all of the symptoms it's creating. It's really just an old model. So just well, tying in why it makes sense to cry and the ludicrous nature of not crying. And it can come with any emotion, you know, happiness, sadness, grief, um, elation, excitement, all of it. And so it's not, um, it's not important to like name it per se. Of course, there's, there's tons of theories and methods around that, but you know, for, for me right now, I'm just saying, be willing to let your emotions out, you know, so create a safe space for you to cry. And I say cry, but I mean, you know, most people's innate, uh, emotional reaction these days is like anger, right? 
Um, and then I would just invite you to go deeper and leave it there for now. Um, but I think there's, there's ways in which we can feel safe and supported in letting our emotions out that most of us just don't even know what the picture looks like, right? So I would invite you to reach out to a loved one. And if you feel like you need someone there to, to hold you, literally say that, you know, like I turn to Aaron quite often and I'm like, Hey, like I'm in the middle of something right now. I don't need your advice, but I just need to be and feel, can you be with me? Can you hold me? And like, sometimes you say yes. And sometimes you're like, I can't right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And having that, um, container to just be able to be like, we want to be like our infant selves and, and be able to have our full process, um, without someone trying to make us feel better sometimes, right? Sometimes just the presence of a loved one, skin on skin, can really help that, right? A hand to hold in, in some instances. Yeah, exactly. And some of this is learning new abilities. Some of us were never in a safe place to be able to express our emotions. And what comes with that is retraining our comfort levels in expressing emotions around others and being safely held by it. So if you have Mm -hmm. never been consciously safely held in your emotions by someone else, then it might be a sign for you now to set intention to have that soon Mm -hmm. because not everyone has that access to that in their life, unfortunately. And the reality is, is that there's a very large number of people that know that that's a normal and safe and healthy thing to do and know how to give and receive through emotional tenderness. So if this sounds like, wow, what am I going to do? How do, how do I, I don't know. That doesn't sound safe. Well, that probably hasn't been, it might not have been safe so far, but the reality is, is that there are many safe places and people to be experiencing this. So a couple examples of how someone could right now, uh, embody letting their emotions out safely, even if no one directly around them can help them with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is you can go to a yoga class, a group yoga class, and you can get in the room and move your body and make breathing noises and just enjoy being around other people who are expressing their body and our emotions are in our body. So when we move our body, you will be expressing your emotions with other people in the same room. That's one healthy way to start getting into it. Another one that you can do is you can go to a breathwork event, for example, um, or other somatic experiencing classes, workshops, retreats, and you can actively let out your emotions as a practice with other people in an intentional safe container where the people facilitating it are trained to do it and everyone is there because they're just as vulnerable as you looking for the same thing. And that's the most profound way to quickly shift your relationship to your emotions if you're needing that. The easiest thing that I like to say to people in this, and we'll just wrap it up with the emotions, is, you know, most of us have access to a vehicle and a loan space, even if you have a chaotic household. Pop in the car. I'm going to take a drive, honey, for like five minutes. Put on a song that you know is going to get you in your feels and just pull over and be with yourself for as long as it feels good and then allow that to release and flow through and don't feel like you have anything more to do about it. Just 
continue. Mm, that's a really good point. So to wrap up the emotions segment, there's nothing you have to do except experience them, let them be. There's no need to think anything about it or think about what you're going to do once you express them or it's really just about the experience in that moment and then move on. There's yeah. not too much to analyze most of the time, uh, but it's easier to analyze if you need to after you've gone through the motion that it's asking you to experience. Yeah, definitely. I would love for you to talk about our next tip, uh, which is grounding. And some of us may not understand what that is. So can you explain grounding and what the benefits of earthing is to the anyone out there who might want to know more? Sure. So grounding or earthing is when our body physically touches the ground. This could occur by having bare feet on dirt. Uh, we could be touching a tree which is rooted into the ground. Um, but we have to realize that we're not usually grounded anymore. We're often uh, wearing shoes when we go on a hike yeah. with rubber, which actually stops electrical flow. When I hear you say this, it's like in my mind, I feel like there's, there's lots who might just be like, what do you mean? Like a hippie or like, mm. right? Right. Yeah. It's really interesting. So, um, it's really good to look at our current society and then look at our relationship as human bodies to the nature ar around us that gives us health. Right, like in Japan, they use nature bathing for days at a time to heal serious things. So that we're disconnected from that healing force is a clear sign that we're not actively healing like we could be. And so mm. on a physical level, and it is science-based, none of this is woo-woo or based in nothing. It's actually just very- It's not just Aaron's opinion. Right, no, this is just very real. I'm just sharing things that I've learned. And so when our bodies don't have access to the ground like they used to, and we don't regularly have contact with the ground, what happens is we build up an electrical charge in our body and it creates anxiety, it limits oxygen flow, and it just causes overall tension. It's, it's a slow suffocation in a way. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, when, when you say that, it it's, feels like the literal definition of anxiety. Absolutely. It's, it's a uh, disconnection to our source in a way because mm. we are beings based with earth for the most on, part on a physiological level, right? Like our bodies interact with earth. Right. It's healthy. We were all born here ground. on this earth. Sure. Yeah. And right. we're made from it. Exactly. We're made from it. We decompose into it, right? So we're not separate from it, but when we pave blacktop roads and we build houses that take us away from regular contact with the ground, then we get confused about why am I experiencing ailments or general sickness or anxiety or overwhelm? Well, one really almost obvious, but it's hidden in plain sight, place to look is our connection with the ground. So I want to share an analogy mm -hmm. if for anyone that's new to this concept um, where it just might click a little bit more. So uh, our houses have electrical wires running through them. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome to have electricity everywhere. We can do a lot of cool things with it, like talking to these mics and um, all sorts of stuff. And when we build a house, every single home these days has to have a grounding cord. Yeah. So believe Otherwise. it or not, our houses have grounding cords 
for the electricity. Otherwise, they can go up in flames. The electricity can get so strong and has nowhere to go that it can destroy your house. It can, it can kill you. It's dangerous. You can die from electrical shock. And so it's a real safety concern in our homes to ground that electrical force into the ground. And so the three prongs in the wall, there's two prongs on top. That's the electrical current. And the one prong on the bottom. It's so educational. Yeah. The one prong on the bottom is the grounding uh, force that's literally a metal rod in the ground, like literally the electrical system of every single house and building these days has a rod going into the ground to ground it. And that allows extra electricity to ground, to dissipate into the earth. So when we're using all these electronics, let's just say our cell phone is a great example. Most of us have one and then it's on our body all day long, or it's like in our pocket or we're putting it in our like next to our breast, which is really curious. And so this, this um, electrical device, these electronics that we have every day, that we're using every day, um, that are not grounded, actually. So then, so then you're saying this is a technique that I can use that's free to me and my being. I go outside, let's say I just take my shoes off, right? Mm-hmm. And I put my feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's going to do what this grounding cord in the house is doing, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's literally doing that. And so if we have regulation enforced by law about how we need to ground the electrical current in our house, then why are we not being forced to ground our own bodies and our own electrical currents? Mm-hmm. Or uh, why are not all the shoes grounding shoes? Because they make shoes that ground. Right. Yeah, they do. And Mm -hmm. so we can utilize something that we already have in our society that we might not realize Mm -hmm. and we can just do it and we can protect ourselves from like surging out. Like Mm -hmm. if you can imagine if a house wasn't grounded and you went and touched the plug and you imagine it just shocking you and it being like, whoo, that's a jolt to the system. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? you know, and there's nowhere for it to ground and, and dissipate and go away. You know, that's, that's what's happening all the time when you're not touching the ground, you're stuck in an over electrified state. And so when people say, whether it's at a yoga class or in a meditation and now ground your energy into the earth, that's real. That's a physiological scientific expression of our electrical nature. Mm-hmm. So you know, we are electromagnetic beings. We actually have electrical systems. And that's why, that's why we can get shocked in the house. So just really trying to drive this home here. We can get shocked in a house and die. So that's the magnitude of how we need to take care of our electrical system. We need to ground. If we thought about it, like it was that important, right? If we just, if we took care of our electrical being as a contractor was legally bound to care for your home you're dwelling in as a safe dwelling, then we would change our reality. So it's just a bit of food for thought. And how often do you feel like you'd recommend someone be doing this for themselves at a minimum? 
Right. So realistically, every person should just be grounded all of the time. Basically. We should just be walking on the earth. Right. Crazy right. talk. And so with our modern society, um, if you're in a place where you can, in an appropriate way with your culture, be barefoot on the ground every single day in your current routine, do that. Mm-hmm. That's going to change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's for some reason, if you're in um, a high rise in big city and there's not even a park near you, what are you going to do? Well, you can actually tap into the grounding system in that building with grounding or earthing sheets or mats Mm -hmm. or bracelets. And so what this is, is the sheets have silver thread woven into them and a cord that taps into the grounding part of the outlet. And so that sheet is now grounding and discharging electrical current that's unnecessary and would cause havoc into the ground for you while you sleep or while you stand on the mat barefoot while you're working or eating breakfast or whatever. And so this is a really great way to ground. I enjoy direct connection with the earth. I think there's other benefits on top of that. But for anyone, no matter your lifestyle, having a way to ground overnight with sleeping Mm. is a super easy way to just take care of that and move on. So you would say at least once a day, be making an effort, a conscious effort to be doing something like this for yourself. Every single day, do and something. And for your little ones, the, the oh little kids, gosh. even we the animals. It. My goodness. Mm, yeah. I, absolutely. So at least once a day, at least once a day. Cool. If you can go touch a tree for a minute, a day. You can put your face your on life. the earth. So many people are mm-hmm. afraid of dirt or getting their outfits dirty. I um, buy incredible clothes and I, I always wear clothes that are okay getting dirty. Right. You know, it's like in general, of course, I have some nice outfits I wouldn't sit in the red clay with, (laughs) but but be unafraid of the of the dirt. Dirt don't hurt. That's what they say. Right. Right. That's a good point. So it's nice to shift our mentality around our connection to nature. If we think it's dirty, that's a whole thing that we can change our relationship with Mm -hmm. it. And then we'll be grounding without even thinking about it because we'll want to be outside. So. I love it. Yeah. And to wrap up grounding, the specific benefits of grounding come with uh, bringing oxygen to the body and to the brain and reducing inflammation. Those are some of the biggest effects and they're fairly rapid as well. And this is accessible to everyone in this now moment for free, Aaron? For free. And there's no side effects, but it can alleviate stressors for your entire body for every single system. So no matter what you might be experiencing, general anxiety or a real serious ailment, you can incorporate these things we're talking about and it will make your life better and easier, even if only by 1%. But there's no downsides. There's only benefits. Yeah. At the High Vibe Collective, we're literally all about raising the vibrations and the frequencies. Every single one of us has this accessible to you right now. So go out there and raise the vibration in yourself first, and then we can make impact in others as well. Exactly. So what's our third tip here? The breath. The breath. Dang. Awareness of our breath. Right. Mm. Why is it important? Oh my gosh, because if we didn't take a breath, we would not be here. And, you know, in that it is, um, so common that anyone listening, a a majority of us don't know what it feels like to take a full breath. What does it feel like to really breathe into both of your lungs? Right. (sighs) 
Yeah, into all areas of the lungs, the lower lobes, the upper lobes, everything. How do we breathe in a way that we're actually breathing to the full capacity of our body? Mm-hmm. And if we do that on a regular enough basis, we'll likely have more capacity to heal ourselves, which is repair. The body's constantly looking to repair once it's out of a stress mode. And the breath is also a sign of our well-being, mm. really. A short, shallow breath doesn't mm. breed uh, abundant, unlimited, beautiful thoughts and emotions. Right. But a full breath with intention does. Yeah, and, and we can see these patterns very easily in animals, yes? So when we bring a little dog to the vet or we're, you know, we're like seeing these animals in this situation, often their, their breathing is very shallow, yeah? It's through the mouth. Um, we are creatures that have two ways to breathe. Unfortunately, we choose to do it through the thing we talk out of also. So then it creates some negative patterns for us, but we won't go too deep into that today. That's a whole thing. There could but, be a whole string of episodes on breathing, mm-hmm. but we will go through some of the things you can do with your breath right now yeah. while you're listening mm-hmm. to get a feel for what it looks like to intentionally use your breath to help your body repair. And right? the biggest thing for me when we're talking about awareness of breath is that we we have so many ways in which we hold in our body. And so most often when we're breathing, you can't actually tell a person is breathing. There's nothing really moving about them. So when we can actually see the belly and the lungs expand, we know that we're getting a a breath in, right? Breathing shouldn't look like like the shoulders up and down, right? So allow your body whatever way it's supposed to, in this moment to move while you're breathing, allow there to be some, uh, release of the hold. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you're experiencing distress in whatever fashion it is, one tip is to immediately check. How's my breath? Am I holding it? Is it shallow? Am I breathing only through my mouth? All of these things continue that cycle of stress. And so it's okay and normal for us to go into any form of stress. The Mm. point of the stress is to work Mm. us out, right? It's like an indicator. We're going in the wrong direction. Something's happening here, perhaps, right? Yeah, stress can be a lot of signs of a lot of things. And I say wrong direction because if if the right direction or the desired direction is towards peace, then then a stressor is telling us we're, we're shifting from that. Right, right. And so when we have awareness, okay, I'm experiencing some aspect of stress. Okay, how am I breathing? That's the first thing to go to because we can change how our brain is patterned just through our breath. If we're thinking a really negative thought and we have ruminating negativity, we can actually help the brain shift its pattern into something that's a little bit easier to deal with, mm. a little bit easier to process, to think about, just by regulating and stabilizing your breathing. And how to do that? Breathe in and out of your nose slowly. Mm. It's that simple. Just do that for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And you know, if any of this feels overwhelming to anyone, the easiest way, the easiest way to put this is simply that the breath moves things in and out of the body. And so just know that. And in that knowing, 
allow more movement in and out of the body and just see how, how it might shift things for you. Right. Yeah. Breathing is one of the most powerful tools we have to help our body repair and detox itself. So if you think about a dirty swamp, it's very still, it's very mucky. You don't want to get in it, right? If you don't breathe, that's what your body is literally. Yeah. And so, you know, toxins, emotions, things that bog us down will literally be stuck if you don't breathe them and move them. Mm -hmm. So intentionally breathing them and moving them can actually save you from experiencing symptoms of sickness and emotional distress. Without making any claims, right? But just do it for yourself and let's see. This is None of this is claim-based, right? It's purely educational, but I say it like this because um, I have felt it in my body change everything. One week you're not breathing, the next week you're breathing all the time. Completely different experience. And that stacks up over the months and years. Yeah. In, in an easy way to put it, our modern society has created a lot of confusion for us about what's right, what's wrong, how to create the next whatever and feel better. And so we're really bringing it back to the basics for you. And we've got a lot more of this information, right, Aaron? Where can they find that? Absolutely. So if you go to our website, SedonaHighVibes.com, You'll see on the homepage, scroll down a little bit, uh, you can put in your name and email address to learn how to shift your overwhelm into well-being and peace in just 15 minutes with four life hacks. And these are from our top Sedona practitioners. These are people who are living, breathing, and teaching this healing day in and day out. And, mm-hmm. and these 15 minutes are jam-packed with tons of information for you to be able to build upon this for yourself and create a new reality. Exactly. So in that video, you'll learn many specific techniques and what you can do to have a tool belt to shift that issue into well-being and your life will never be the same again. It's a complete game changer. It can be if you want it to be the same, but we don't recommend that. Yeah, we might might as well improve, right? And Mm so when we open our mind just a little bit and we learn these things, we start to look at everything else differently. And then we build a toolbox that can support us in all ways instead of treat one thing that causes something else. Let's, Let's get to the root of things and let's really work on ourselves there. Um, and there's nothing wrong with any route that anyone has taken or might need to take. Never. It's there's all never about anything wrong with empowering it. you if you're feeling the call for something else and why it's okay and safe to explore alternatives. Mm-hmm. Okay and safe. Yes, it's a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's um, no way that this could cause harm, perhaps. Right. There's no side effects. There's no harm to Mm. crying. There's no harm to touching the earth and there's no harm to deepening your breath. Yet these things play real scientific roles in our body purging, detoxing and repairing, which is what we're trying to do when we seek out uh, modern medicine or, or traditional therapy routes. We're looking to purge that stuff and let's do it for ourselves alongside, if not by for its own purpose. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Leave a comment below if this is something you want to be able to hear more of and how it's impacted you. And stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to be diving even deeper into some different topics for you. We're excited. We'll see you soon.
See you soon.